Hello, welcome to Just Breathe Podcast with Matt and Rachel. If you made it this far, it's our second podcast. <laughs> so far. You made it. You made it to number two. I'm really proud of you. Um, you can hit me up on Patreon to keep supporting the podcast. Not. Not really. Um, okay, so what's, what's on the gambit for today? We're talking about living your dream life. Sweet dreams are made of these. <laughs> and it's something that we've been talking about very consistently a lot over the past year and what it really means to live your dream life um, and whether that's going after a specific dream or it's more about designing your lifestyle and what it looks like for you. What it looks like for you. Um, so dream life, I guess when you think about dream life, you have to break it down by day, right? So what would be your ideal day or more specifically, what we'd like to talk about is our ideal morning. Yes. Um, this is one of our favorite questions and it's such a fun thing to visualize and talk about and, um, just get ideas for because a lot of times I know I felt like I knew what I wanted my ideal morning to look like. Uh, but then when I asked myself to put pen on paper and actually write out what it looked like, I had no idea. Um, yeah, uh, I think when we start thinking about our ideal morning, it kind of breaks us out of the routine that we've set for ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, during We've naturally, with the way things are these days, you have your weekdays and your weekends. And typically, your week, you know, your, each day during the week is going to look exactly the same. You know, you're going to wake up when the alarm goes off, you know, grumble as you walk down the stairs or go to the kitchen, get your coffee, get your breakfast. You know, you kind of have the same thing day in, day out that you do. And you eventually you're going to run an autopilot and you'll just kind of coast through your day, your morning, coast through your day. And you're just setting yourself on this path of wishing for the weekend so that you can go do the same thing you did, you've done every weekend. Right. Instead, and, yeah, instead of actually going and cr- like visualizing what your dream or what your ideal morning will look like and living that day in, day out. Yeah. We started talking about this. I don't know exactly when it was, but the idea that we don't want to live for the weekends and we're tired of just going from Monday to Friday, trying to get through the week just so we can enjoy two days of the week. Mm-hmm. And that's when we really started talking about uh, well, what would our ideal morning, our ideal day look like? And maybe we weren't super clear on our dreams at the time when we started having these conversations because we really weren't. We both kind of knew what we wanted to do. I mean, I knew I wanted to be in the health industry, but I didn't know whether that meant continuing to do marketing for a health food brand or doing something on my own. And you are full of ideas. and mm-hmm. Too many ideas. But it's okay. It's a good thing to have. Um, So it's okay if you don't know what your dream is, right? Maybe sometimes it just starts off asking those questions of like, what do I want my morning to look like? Yeah, I don't think we need to have these grand ideas of dreams. It's more about what you actually want and the feeling. I think more importantly, the feelings and emotions that you want to feel doing these things. Mm -hmm. Because naturally in life, the more we have an expectation of what things should be, the least 
happy we're going to be. You know, what's the saying? Expectations are the root of all evil or the root of all suffering. suffering. Yeah. So the more we expect things, we're going to keep looking out for these things and we're not going to, we're not going to focus on what we can do now in the moment to recreate or to express these emotions that we actually want to feel. Yeah. And I, I, I like what you said about creating it now in the moment. You don't have to wait for something to magically appear for your dreams to come true or for you to start creating the mm-hmm. life you love. Uh, because you can start creating it now in the choices you make and the habits you develop. So for me, with my mornings, I really like having a couple hours to slowly ease into the day, go for a walk outside, journal, have a little bit of creative time, whether that means um, moving my body and doing a little yoga, or maybe I'm creating an Instagram post that I'm excited to share Uh, But I didn't have to wait for anything to line up in order to start doing it. I just needed to get clear on what makes me feel happy in the morning and Mm -hmm. then go from there. Yeah. I think this started in our vineyard mornings and how could we recreate the feeling of, you know, being on vacation at the vineyard and having a slow morning where you're... Mm -hmm. You know, you don't, when you wake up, you shouldn't be jumping into what you have to do during a day, thinking about that or thinking about what you didn't do yesterday. Your mind should just be focused on the present and being able to kind of just self-reflect and think about, you know, that your day and think about what you want out of, out of your life. Yeah. And for personally, for me recently, I've been recreating this by the process of doing the artist way. Um, and spending half an hour every morning journaling and just kind of stream of consciousness journaling for that time and just really allowing myself to empty my mind and start the day in this calm state and, you know, create the day that I want to create. Nice. Mm -hmm. So when you're emptying your mind, are you waking up and you already have things that you feel like you have to do and by journaling you are letting go of those things or what's that like for you? Yeah, I think, you know, normally it's natural when you wake up, you're just going to be like, okay, I got this, this is due today at work. Like I got to go after work. I have to go to the grocery store, da, da, da. But when you sit there and just make yourself sit for half an hour in the morning, have, does anyone do that? I think very few people can, oh, I don't have enough time. It's, it's wake up, get your coffee out the door. Out the door, time. and you're just immediately in this kind of... You're just putting your body in this fight or flight immediately. Yeah. Where you're just like, I got to go, I got to go, you know, and you're not spending time thinking. So when you actually sit down, you know, able to, to turn off the static, and once you turn off that static, you... It's like a it's like a pond. You t- you, when you have no ripples in the pond, you can see in the bottom. Yeah, you can that's see what clearly. Your, that's what your mind is. So when you take out these ripples, and that is caused by all these distractions of the of the past and the future that doesn't exist. Because really, past and future doesn't exist. It's it's only thing that exists is what's happening now. So when you cut out those ripples in the static, and you can just see clearly into the present then you're able to pull out what's important to you and what you need to focus on and what the intentions and feelings and emotions that you want to create. And I think that's where you can kind of start to develop your dream life, you know, even starting in your ideal morning, your dream morning, 
is through your intentions and your manifesting the feelings that you that you desire yeah for sure and i started noticing that from doing the artist way which if we haven't mentioned it before it is a book and a journaling 90-day program program sounds a little um salesy but it's, it's not a program it's, it's yeah it's I an mean, it experience kind of each week has a different um theme and something to focus on and every day you complete morning pages and your morning pages are you writing three pages in your journal and it doesn't matter what you write down it could be anything it could be starting i often just started with how i slept and then from i am tired (laughs) actually yes and then from there my thoughts naturally gravitated towards um, what was going on in the day. And then from there, it started. I started having conversations with myself with what would it look like to create my dream life? Mm-hmm. And that's where I started getting clear. So from here, maybe we share a little bit about like what, how we started to get clear on what our ideal morning looks like and what can people do to get clear on that? Yeah, I mean... Going back to the difference between a weekday and a weekend, I, I don't like to say happy Friday or happy whatever. It's just a day. So happy day. This is a day. Mm-hmm. Every day should be equally as great as yesterday. And that starts with gratitude, yeah. right? It's just being grateful for each day and not labeling one, mm-hmm. like Monday, being better or worse than Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I think starting creating your ideal morning it really starts with what do you want? What do you actually want? So, you know, for me, I think I, spending the time and just sitting, you know, like I said, people can kind of come up with the excuse that they don't have time, but you can just go to bed a little bit earlier and wake up. Don't spend the half an hour at night watching TV, which is just a distraction. Go to bed a half an hour earlier so that you can wake up a half an hour earlier and do your journaling in peace. Especially if you live with other people or you have a family or anything where you kind of have a lot of, you know, morning duties and things that you're supposed to be taking care of. If you can give yourself that half an hour by yourself, I think it's really important um, if that's, you know, what you want. Or Right. And that half an hour, it's not just a half an hour that morning and the next morning. It's, for me, it's the difference between leading a life that was okay and good but not mm-hmm. really exciting and living a life that really lights me up every day and in order to move forward towards that dream life I needed the tool of journaling in order yeah. to get clear so it's not just about it's like when people hear journaling they just think oh you're writing stuff down no I th- yeah I think it's more than that you know it's journaling is a is an expression of the process Mm-hmm. But once you, I think any, you can, once you're able to cut out that outside noise, you know, for me, you know, there, I have gone through a lot of different like iterations of what I believed was my dream life and like what I was trying to emulate. And I was being, I was looking at a lot of outside sources and being influenced by that and thinking that that's what I needed. That's what I wanted. Like what? I was about to say that. Okay. <laughs> Taking a breath. Um, so, I, you know, starting out in college, I 
thought I wanted to be a strength conditioning coach. And I thought that was my dream. Um, but going into that, I realized that, you know, maybe that lifestyle wasn't for me and, you know, kind of being in that work situation. And then, you know, going from there, thinking I wanted to be a physical therapist, you know, I've, and then going and thinking, oh, an office job will be safe and secure and working, starting to work in an office job and realizing that's not for me. And then thinking I wanted to be a writer and realizing I couldn't write all day long for, you know, my living. And then thinking, oh, maybe I'll be a coder, you know, work in tech and realizing, oh, this is just all the same stuff. And it's really just me not focusing on my true intention <clears throat> um, <laughs> instead of actually focusing on what I want to do. I was letting these outside external forces kind of influence me and I wasn't focusing on the life I wanted to live. I was focusing on the life that other people were living and but, thinking that I could live that life. Yeah. And, that, and that's part of the process. And I think if anyone feels unclear about what their dreams are sometimes you have to do what you did and try just keep trying yeah. different things and deciding like does this work or does it not yeah. and what you came back to was a passion that you've had and yeah. it's yeah, I, health. yeah i looked at everything that i've done and what i enjoy like what was my favorite part of that like what did i enjoy the most you know, when I was working as a strength conditioning coach, I used to love, you know, the part of teaching. So I love teaching people. I worked with a lot of, you know, athletes, like young student athletes, and I loved just teaching them and connecting with them. Then when I was at physical therapy, the clinics, I loved connecting with people and talking and, you know, understanding people's motives and, you know, really that one-on-one. And then I was still an aspect of teaching as well. And then slowly as my, you know, health, and wellness personally changed and my exercise changed and my kind of shift from a physical, like physical, like a separation between your physical, mental and spiritual into kind of this holistic approach that I've learned through yoga. I realized that yoga is really what motivates me. And then looking back and like, oh, well, I really enjoy teaching this whole time. Mm -hmm. And then combining that with my true passion of of health and wellness and this kind of holistic integration of mind, body, and spirit, then my ideal life is working as a yoga teacher and, you know, teaching, connecting with people and teaching them through that. Yeah. And I, that really just came down to me shutting off the external. There's all that static that, that distracts you. And that came about through, uh, through journaling and through, through, um, you know, focusing on what I actually wanted to do. Yeah. I, and I get that. And I feel like I had a similar process too, where, so in college I was an English major and I, shout out to Shakespeare. (laughs) Well, I, I chose English because, uh, business did not look very creative and, I, before I was interested in business, the dietetics major looked, it wasn't really what I was about. I've always been about holistic health. Yeah. So I ended up becoming an English major with the goal to work in marketing. So I did a lot of marketing internships. Fast forward and I've got a marketing job. And in my head, the thing that I have to do in order to live out my dream 
working in the health field is to work for a health food company. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was really attached to that, but through journaling, I realized maybe that's not it. Maybe what is it for me is helping people who have struggled with skin um, issues like acne and connecting with their bodies and understanding what their bodies need. Um, and with the journaling, it was really just about getting clear on on that I actually wanted that, but I kept holding myself back from admitting it because of things like limiting beliefs. Mm-hmm. Like I either didn't have enough education or... I didn't feel like I was ready enough, felt like I needed another job first to get experience. And it wasn't until you said, I guess a year ago, that you were, you said basically that you weren't going to have another boss after the job you were, you had at that time. Um, And a light bulb went off in my head. Bing. Yeah, exactly. What, so you mentioned limiting beliefs. So like, what do you define a limiting belief as? Like what, where do you think they come from? What does that mean to you? Sure. So for me, the easiest way to describe a limiting belief is any type of phrase that, any type of thought you have with not enough in it. So it could be, like I said, I don't have enough education or I'm not knowledgeable enough it could be I don't have enough time. Mm-hmm. I'm not pretty enough. It's anything that's not enough. Um, and Scarcity mindset. Scarcity, yeah, for sure. Scarcity and or scarcity? I, I don't scarcity. know. I feel like you can say either, yeah. right? It's scarcity. Like caramel or caramel. No, you can't say that You either. can't say caramel. That's wrong. It's caramel. <laughs> um, yeah, I think limiting beliefs has been probably one of the biggest things mm-hmm. that has allowed me to get over certain challenges and yeah roadblocks yeah i agree limiting beliefs are basically these feelings and thoughts and it's kind of like a restrictor plate on your mind Mm -hmm. so these are things that you've learned and picked up over time primarily through parents because obviously you know your parents are going to be your biggest influence in life and, and it could be from school too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like nature and nurture, those are going to create these limiting beliefs. So, you know, from the people you surrounded yourself with, from your parents through, you know, all like all these people that all these, it's basically people that have taught you and where you've picked up your, your kind of personality in, in your life. So these limiting beliefs, you see that limiting beliefs really stems from your thought that things are not possible but that's because you we come from some like a state where if we've never done it before or seen it done before obviously it's going to seem like it's impossible because if you're stuck on this past and future mindset where you're always thinking about what's been done and then what could be done you're not really focusing on the present and what you can do Mm -hmm. so like what it comes down to is that if you're never done it before, it's going to seem impossible because you've never tried it. And if you never try it, you'll never know if it's possible. So it's a limiting belief. So you, you're stuck and you're not able to do things because you think you'll never do it. And limiting beliefs are really the, the framework of expectations 
because when you set these expectations for yourself, you, you, you're always looking out for something that you think is going to be the answer and not being open to different things. Yeah, for sure. That exactly, exactly what you just said. Um, limiting beliefs are, I think a good way to look at them is they're fictional. So they've just been made up. They were either passed down through someone specific, like a family member, or it could be something a little bigger, yeah. like society. Yeah. And you don't have to believe them. And one of the best ways to move past them is uh, if you follow Lacey Phillips, she talks about expand expanders. And expanders are people who already have what you want. They've already done it. And by following them or surrounding yourself with people who have achieved something you've already that you're looking to achieve yourself, mm-hmm. you start to change your thought patterns around what's possible and what's not because you see what is possible. Yeah. And it's like it's like the you are the five people you you mm-hmm. spend the most time with. So yeah, I I agree with that. The one thing is though, you have to be cautious of is not attaching to the way they did it. Right. Right. So you can't look at what someone's done and be like, Oh, they did it. it Let me just do the same exact path that they did. No, that's not going to work ever. It's not going to work ever. You're never going to be able to do the same path that someone's done and end up. Yeah. And end up where they, where they are because you're different. You're not the same person. And that's a wonderful thing. You're a unique person. Yeah. You're not a clone. The important thing for that is to just focus on seeing their path and letting that open up your path to you mm-hmm. and just letting the universe being open to what the universe is giving you. Right. Mm-hmm. So when, if you're always looking to make lemonade and the life gives you oranges, give up on lemonade, make some orange, make juice. orange juice, make like, some really bomb ass orange. Yeah. Juice. Except you have to accept what the universe has given you. Yeah. You know, you're not going to be able to recreate someone's dreams, which is where I got stuck. That's what I kept getting stuck on and then feeling inadequate because I'd like, oh, I just have to do what everyone else. Oh, I'll do a coding boot camp because all these people I've seen are successful because they've done that. No, that's not going to work for me because I've tried it and I realized that that's not my path. And and inadequate is just another form of I'm not enough. Yeah. Limiting belief. Yeah, it's a limiting belief and trying to do these same paths instead of focusing on the feelings that I wanted to feel in my ideal world, you know, gratitude, freedom, expansiveness, openness, happiness. These are the feelings that I want to feel. Mm -hmm. The path to get there is going to be shown to me through the universe. Yeah. It's not going to be, I can't, I'm not going to force my way through that door. And one, and as you're creating it, because we both already are receiving the, what we're meant to receive I'm learning that I wouldn't have wanted it any other way. I wouldn't have wanted it the way the other person I follow Mm -hmm. got it because like, it's one of those things where, you know, when something doesn't work out and you're disappointed about it (laughs) and then you realize like, dang, I'm so glad that that didn't happen because something so much better came in. Yeah. Whether it's like a relationship or it's an apartment or a job. Like, dang, thank goodness I didn't get that thing. Yeah, you have to detach from yeah. the expectations. For sure. It's the, I, we, st- we were talking about this before, the shit just got real moment, right? Mm-hmm. It all kind of creates to that. 
you know, relates to that. So it's, you know, this kind of trusting the universe and trusting the gifts that were given us is the idea of don't look a gift horse in the mouth so that, you know, what is given to you, you have to accept it. It's like Play-Doh. You have to take that Play-Doh that the universe has given you and mold it into what you want. You're not going to be given the mold. You're not going to be given the final product. You are responsible. Life is not going to always give you your gift. You're going to have to make it sometimes. Yeah. And it's, it's not to say that like you have to do this or you have to do that or you should, but it's going to feel so much better when you just allow what's coming through to just come through. Yeah. Like I, I was talking about this a couple weeks ago. We went to Denver, had an amazing weekend there. And I found out the day before we were coming home that I was teaching a class the next day that I wasn't exactly prepared to teach. And at first I felt a little resistant. Um, and then I realized, wait a second, I, I wanted more classes on my schedule. I want to teach more. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I said, and you said, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. As soon as I realized like, this is what I want. It's like, okay, I can accept this. And now I'm excited to teach. Mm-hmm. Even if I might be tired from traveling, like this is what I want. And all of a sudden it's like, like a weight on my shoulders disappeared. It yeah. didn't have, cause I, I, I detached from it having to be a certain way. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it really just comes down to openness and not having expectations of what you think mm-hmm. the result's going to be. So for, you know, let's think for example, someone that wants more adventure in their life, they're always saying they want adventure. And then someone comes, one of their friends says, Hey, you know, I'm going to be taking a road trip across the country and want you to come with me. Do you say yes or no? Are you scared of it? You know, this is what you've been wanting. This is what you want. When someone asks you and you get the invitation and you have that, oh gosh, shit just got real feeling. It's, can you sit with the fear? Just sit with it. Is it fear? So is it fear or excitement? Well, I love this because... We heard earlier today that fear is oftentimes just excitement with the brakes on. Yeah. And it's a, it's a really cool way to look at it because for me, if I think of it that way, then I stop judging fear as being something that's bad. Mm-hmm. And I see it as something that's positive because, I mean, let's be honest, we all think of fear as something that's bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's things you should be f- afraid of. Sure. Fear. Big ass spiders. <laughs> um... <laughs> You know, ghosts. That shit's scary. That's very scary. That's fear. You should be afraid of that stuff. Well, we don't want to get rid of fear because it obviously has kept us alive. Fear, yeah, fear is good. But we have too much. Most people have too but much there's, fear. Yeah. Like, like fictional fear. Yeah, there's realistic fear and there's and there's is there, manufactured. Right. Fear. There's running from the bear. You should be scared if a bear is chasing you, chasing you. And then there's fear of a made up future that has not happened. And Mm -hmm. it's just made up in your head. Yeah. And especially if you asked for what's in front of you, Mm -hmm. why the hell are you afraid of it? Right. You've been asking for it. And this, I've been dealing with this or working through this, this past week. 
because I asked for more freedom in my days so that I could focus my time on health coaching and everything that lights me up. And so starting uh, tomorrow, I am going into, I'm transitioning into a part-time role at my current job. So I was working there full-time and now I'm part-time. And I've been working through a little bit of fear of the, just changing my schedule, the transition, not receiving as much, obviously, of an income from this one source. And it's uncomfortable, but I'm realizing that when I just sit with the fear, stop trying to avoid it, just literally sit with it and experience it, it passes. And I'm, like, I'm allowed to feel excited after because I just got what I wanted. Yeah. I just had to get past the, that state of... So how do, you, how do you work through this fear? What do you do to work through it? I really just pause and... It, it's so simple. All I do is pause and allow the fear to wash over me. And I tell you it's going to be okay. And you tell me it's going to be okay. You're my grounding energy. Yeah. I think it's important, you know, when you have these moments in your life where you have this fear of, you know, the unknown to really have a way to channel it into positive energy. Yeah. So having, you know, someone that you can talk to and express you're, you have to be able to, or even just write it down, just writing down the facts, writing down what it is, writing down what you wanted and writing down what's possible yeah. and what are the outcomes. And then being able to see like, oh, okay, this lines up with what I wanted. My fear is, you know, unprecedented. Like it's not, there's no backing to it. It's kind of, it's manufactured. Yeah. My fear is, is, the un, as a future that's not is not happened and I can prevent any of my my fear from, like I can prevent the worst case scenario from happening right and even if the worst case scenario does happen I can overcome it right exactly and and a lot of it is shedding light on the fear and really what is causing you to feel this emotion and getting clear on on that so that you can let it pass. You can let it, you can experience the fear. Because when we talk about anxiety, oftentimes anxiety is just created from us pushing fear away. Yeah. Because we're not, we don't feel like we're ready to experience the fear. So we push it away, but it keeps coming back at us. And so that creates you anxiety. Look at it. Yeah, you gotta experience it. And so one thing that I like to do is, I write out exactly what I'm scared about, whether it's not making enough money, maybe the worst case scenario is I can't pay my rent. And then I write out what I'm really excited to be doing and how this opportunity is gonna allow more abundance to come into my life. And then I get clear on action steps. So I take this from my head and I get specific and mm -hmm really look at this from a practical standpoint. Yeah. I think what you said, you kind of just mentioned in passing about shining the light on the fear is really the biggest thing, right? Cause even if you think about stereotypical fear, like I said, ghosts and stuff like that, mm -hmm. you know, when you wake up at night and you see someone standing in your bed in the dark, 
shine a light on it. It's just a pile of clothes. Yeah, exactly. Like, you just gotta shine a light on the things you're afraid of because most likely you're creating it in your head. Yeah. So shine the light on it and you'll work it out. It's usually, once you shed light on it, it's usually like probably sillier than what you Yeah, imagined. it's silly. It's, you know, you're just over overreacting and you're the, letting your mind just do its own thing. Yeah, and it's the monkey brain are monkey brains that are uh, in survival mode. It's what we use to protect ourselves. It's... That, it's just that. It's us trying to protect ourselves. And so we think of the worst thing ever mm-hmm. so that we are prepared to run or fight. And you know, usually it's not anything. I mean, obviously, we all have to pay our bills. There are some things that are very real. But well, most when, case, yeah. most cases, we can, we're going to be okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, when I start a commune, there's not going to be any bills. Anymore, so. <laughs> Stay um, tuned for our commune. Uh, DM me if you're interested in living on a commune. Um, it's coming soon. Uh, <laughs> just, I'll keep you in the loop. But, yeah, you know, I th- yeah, I agree. I think it's really just, you know, just focus on what you want. You know, this is what you want. You know, coming back to the dream life, you know, your current life, if it's not your dream life already, it's probably comfortable. It's probably, sec- quote, air quotes, secure you think it's secure, but really nothing in life is guaranteed. You know, I, my job right now, it's, you know, quote unquote comfortable. It's quote unquote secure, but really it's not. I could get fired any day. Sure. In Maryland, you can get fired any day. There, you, there's no, you can just get fired. You don't know. There's no, there's no law saying you can't get, lose your job. So this idea that things are comfortable, things are secure, that I'm okay, it's all fabricated. Even that is fabricated. It's not real. You know, and we've but we create this sense of like, oh, like this is the safe route. You know, this is I'm okay here. And if I go try to live my dream life, that's not safe. That's not secure. It's dangerous. Like, no, nothing in life is guaranteed. So don't don't stick with something that you're not excited about and something that's not what you want to do because you think it's safe and secure because it's not nothing is Jim Carrey shared something that sounds very similar to that uh, about how he pursued his passion of being a comedian and he was talking about his dad and he realized that you know his dad decided to pursue pursue the safe route Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it was something like finance and his dad got fired and Jim Carrey said, you know, at that point I realized like you, (laughs) you can get fired or you can fail pursuing your passion, but you can also fail, fail. (laughs) you can (laughs) fail doing your second, you know, (laughs) right. So why not just go after your passion instead of, yeah. What's the shoot for the stars? And if no shoot for the moon, you if you if you miss, you land amongst the stars. Yeah, exactly. It's funny. I was actually thinking of Jim Carrey this morning too. Really? Yeah, I was thinking Jim Carrey. Shout out Jim Carrey. Um, I know you're listening. <laughs> um, no, I was, I saw, you know, if anyone hasn't seen Jim and Andy on Netflix documentary, really fascinating. Um, if you don't know Jim Carrey, which like come on, come on, don't know, he's a very uh, what's the word for like the actors that dive into their role? Like he really, he immerses, he immerses himself in his roles and he will be in character for the entire filming of whatever he's doing. 
And um, he had a quote where he was saying during one of his filmings, it was like three months or something where he was this other person. And then when he came out of that role, he was like, who am I? Who is, who is Jim Carrey? Jim Carrey, if I, if I was able to, this is him saying, not me. <laughs> if he's like, if I was able to create this character that doesn't exist and be him for the past year, Jim Carrey is just a fabrication. Yeah. You can create whatever you want. Yeah. Jim, like my beliefs, who I am, all that is just a fabrication. So what is stopping you from just fabricating your dream life? Right. It's all like none of this, you know, none of this stuff is real. So we're, this is all a simulation. <laughs> That's what Matt thinks. I don't know what I think. This is all a simulation. We're, we're all plugged into the matrix. Right. So just make it work for you. Yeah. <laughs> I think what it comes down to is, is getting away from those limiting beliefs or, mm. and letting them pass because that's going to create this feeling of like constriction. Is, am I saying that right? Constriction? Could be. I don't know where you're going. Um, <laughs> and that's not going to lead anywhere. But if you can allow that to pass, you can start to feel a little playful. And once you start feeling playful, it's like what is possible from that place? Like I know I, I am so much better at what I do when I'm in that playful state. I'm more creative. Yeah. I'm more open. I'm, I can connect to people better. So, you know, talking about playfulness, you know, when did, when did we stop becoming kids and when did we lose, you know, as a child, mm-hmm. playfulness is, you know, that's the essence of a, of a child, right? So think about when you were a kid and what playing meant. Mm-hmm. Were you thinking about what you had to do tomorrow as a, when you were or playing? Or was there a strategy behind like... Yeah, were you thinking about like, is this really possible for me to be a superhero? <laughs> or to, you know, like, no, you were you just, just living it. You were just living in a moment doing it. Yeah. And it creates this kind of sense that, you know, that's life. That's living life. And that's really what it comes down to. Right. And I think society puts on us that you have to work hard and it's not going to be easy and you have to grind and you have to hustle. Well, I think modern society, I think we, we've lost, we've created yeah. this. I mean, that's an American thing. It's too. an American thing. Um, Rockefeller, um, shout out to him for ruining American society with public school systems that create mindless drones to work in, uh, manufacturing plants. Shout out to him. <laughs> Give a little backstory on people who might not know um, what he did. So Fact check me if I'm wrong. This is just what I've learned in the past. Don't know if it's 100% true or not, but basically uh, John D. Rockefeller was one of the biggest proponents of the public school system um, because this was right around the time of, you know, assembly lines and manufacturing plants. And he wanted to create a workforce that was good at taking orders AKA the public school. Efficiency. You have to, efficiency. You have to ask to go to the bathroom. What what kind of screwed up shit is that? Yeah, if you have to pee, pee. Yeah. Not you know, not in your pants, but like right. if you have to go out of the bath go to the bathroom, you shouldn't have to ask and get a hall pass. That's some that's you're, you we've just become these mindless drones that are used to taking orders right. and Or conditioning kids to feel like they always have to get permission to do things. And that's, I feel like that's, I didn't even go to public school. I was homeschooled and I had a different experience 
through that. But even me, I feel like I'm still getting out of a place where I feel like, I feel like sometimes I feel like I have to ask permission to go Mm -hmm. live my dream life when, you know what, if you want something, take it. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I don't condone theft. Don't steal. Uh, but but create your own, your dream life. (laughs) So where this, where this little off topic, um, where this comes back to is you shouldn't, we shouldn't just be drones. If you have a passion, if you have a dream life that you want to live, mm-hmm. don't let your limiting beliefs, which can arise from your teach, like we talked about before, that comes from teaching, comes from parents, it comes from school teachers. They've constricted, constructed these limiting beliefs in us through these systems that are in place. Don't let that stop you from living your life. Right. And it, it's not like they're bad people. They picked it up from someone else. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's part of the process. It's really just about breaking the cycle and realizing that you have something very special and valuable to give the world. And I think it's our responsibility to use our talents and gifts. And, like, it's up to us to to use them and give them back. There's no point in us all doing the same thing. Yeah. We're just going to stay as we are. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. All right. So to wrap this up, three ways to create your dream morning, dream morning, dream morning, ideal morning, not necessarily dreams. Cause okay. I mean, dreams, the dreams can be a little lofty. Let's just talk about ideal. What do you want? Out of morning? How do you create What are your three ways to create your ideal morning? Nice. Okay, before I go into it, I love that you say dream morning because this is something you can start doing now in this moment and it's going to bleed into the rest of your life. So start by creating your dream morning and that's going to affect the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. One thing you can do is to, the night before, ask yourself, how do I want to feel in the morning? If you want to feel relaxed then who, who doesn't want to feel relaxed? Well, sometimes people aren't thinking ahead. I want to feel stressed. Anyway. Um, well, most people I think feel, they start feeling stressed. stress is addiction. You're and addicted. We are addicted to stress. Let's okay. Get I back. take that back. We are addicted to stress. Let's, All right, go on, go on. Let's get back to what I was saying. Okay. Um, so oftentimes what we were saying before is that we feel like we got to get out the door, the cortisol in our body. Gotta go, gotta go, gotta go. Oh, gotta get to work. I'm late to work. Yeah, exactly. And, So setting the intention the night before of how you want to feel is a good way to start the morning on track. And when you're setting that intention the night before, that's going to allow you to think about, okay, what time do I need to wake up? And maybe that means waking up 30 minutes earlier, going to bed 30 minutes earlier, so that you can start your day feeling relaxed. Mm-hmm. So night before, set an intention of how you want your morning to feel yeah. and set the intention of maybe like what's one thing you want to do, whether it's taking a 15 minute walk outside, maybe it's journaling, set that intention. So I'd say that's number one. Number two is fill yourself with good food. That's going to energize you for the morning and the rest of the day. So taking time to make a breakfast of whole foods and not running, grabbing something and running on the go. And I think the third time, the third thing would just be like 
what's what's something that you can be a little creative what what's something you can do to bring a little creativity and playfulness into the start of the day mm-hmm. yeah what about you um i th- i think it's pretty similar so take the t- you know set yourself the time give yourself time in the morning don't feel like you're rushing to get everywhere you know i think you just look at your morning commute and see these people that are angry driving like oh pissed off like work sucks i can't believe i'm going here i'm late Bleh. don't be that guy don't be that person you know give yourself time relax you know work will still be there when you get there um and you don't have to take on their energy yeah don't be a sponge uh so yeah that give yourself time um i think at night ask yourself some questions about you know, what, how am I going to, how, what am I going to do today to keep moving towards my dreams? Mm -hmm. What, what am I going to do today to help manifest my, the reality I want to create? Am I going to research yada yada, like some new thing that I'm interested in? Or am I going to at night sit and watch another episode episode of the office? You know, am I going to be efficient of my time and work on manifesting or am I going to be complacent and just go back to my familiar feelings? I think it comes down to get very clear on your values and from there create your action steps. Yeah. And number three, just breathe. Just breathe. Yeah. All right. I think that's a nice place to wrap this up. Thank you for listening. We hope this inspired you to start to take a look at your morning and start living your dream life. Yep. Have a good rest of your day and we'll talk soon. Happy day. Just breathe. Bye. Bye.